0: Welcome to the Moose Room. Special episode today. It is the gruesome twosome. Yes. So it is me, Emily, and Joe. And today we are going to be talking about my favorite topic, safety. You often hear me talk about Farm safety being more than just a week or just a particular season of farming. You know, farm safety is year round. And so we really need to think about our farm safety calendar. And so where we're at now on our calendar is we're wrapping up harvest. You know, we should be all done with that or just about done. And so we're kind of getting ready to clean things up, pack things up for the winter, and move into winter. And there are some really important safety components associated with winter, and especially how you prepare for winter.
1: Am I, I'm just kind of like running through my mind. Where, when I was on farm, did I get hurt? And you know, a lot of people I think would think, oh, it's got to be cattle related. Yeah, and I got cattle hurt me plenty. You know, I've been kicked in the head. <laughs> yeah. I've I've had gates swung at me. I've had all sorts mm. of different injuries related to cattle. Being
0: kicked in the head explains a lot.
1: Yeah, it sure does, doesn't it? <laughs> uh, and but one of the one of the ways that i got hurt the most on farm was just falling down like just just finding spots where the ice is a problem and not knowing it was a problem and or trying to trying to rush to get something done and just falling down and that seems to hurt more and more every year I, <laughs> right. So uh, that's one of the as things we, as just,
0: we get into our old and wizened years. Yeah,
1: it, it's that's what it comes to The recovery right takes
0: a lot longer. Oh, my
1: goodness. Yeah. Yeah. So that's what I think of right away. And I, I'm I, maybe that's on your list. Hopefully it's on your list.
0: Yeah, it's absolutely on my list. So we can start there. You really hit on an important point, Joe. Slips, trips and falls are a really big cause of workplace injuries on farms. You know, we hear a lot about the the big accidents and the fatalities and all of that, but day to day, these other smaller injuries are happening. And so we need to be doing what we can to prevent those. And again, a big one of these is slip, trips, and falls. Slips, trips, and falls.
1: Kind of a tongue twister, yeah.
0: Slips, trips, and falls.
1: One of the things I think about with that is, and I don't, I don't know if I've even said this out loud on this podcast before, but farmers for me are... They're athletes in a way, especially just how much they're moving around, how much they're on their feet and how much they walk. And one of the things that can really make life miserable is a nagging injury and something like that. Like I think back when I played football or when I was in practice, if you jam up a finger tripping and falling, or you twist an ankle, there's really not time. Okay. I should rephrase it. There is time to get that better. But I don't know a whole lot of farmers that take that time like they should or, or have the ability to take that time because of the things that have to happen on a day to day basis. But when you have that injury and you don't give it time, it just sticks around forever. And it, it's so hard to get rid of. And it it hurts constantly. So I, I think about that with slips, trips and falls, even though it can be much more serious.
0: Time out. First of all, I cannot wait for you to listen back to that monologue at how like humble braggy you were, it
1: mm, it was incredible. Loved it. (laughs) I didn't think it was that bad, but.
0: Well, it had two particularly bad parts where I was like, okay, Joe.
1: Anyways, now now Take my humble brag. You just take it.
0: (laughs) Yes. Now I need to think of uh, what my response was going to be to that. You know, Joe, you do make a really good point with that. And I think also, you know, if you don't do anything to get rid of what caused that injury, you may re-injure yourself. So not only are you dealing with something potentially nagging, but also hurting it again and perhaps making it worse and and more debilitating. Yeah, we're, we're looking at fixing areas that we already know are a problem, but also really mindfully looking for other areas that may be problems so that we can prevent anything from going wrong. And so I think of, yeah, slipping is a really common one. And since we're talking about getting ready for winter, think about where water pools up. We had some, some good rain this fall. And so where did those puddles form? Were they by doorways? Were they in areas that have a lot of foot traffic on them? You know, think about that. Filling them in will, can make a really big difference uh, in preventing specifically slips on ice. Uh, and even if you do have some deeper holes or or divots that have ended up in the yard, think about filling those in too. People can easily get tripped up on those. And that's again, just a really quick fix you can make. Joe, you had also mentioned farmers just having the time. That's always what we're talking about here. Time, time, time. That's the theme of the moose room management and time, right? Kind of one in the same sometimes. But these things, again, they're very quick to do. So you have a pretty low investment for safety, low time, low money investment just to fill in holes and, and flatten out some areas.
1: Okay. So we kind of covered slips, trips, and falls, looking at where ice forms. I know there's there's usually someone with sand walking around trying to get some of the, the traction going. But but what else should I be looking for as specifically related to winter? before winter actually happens? What can I be looking to do?
0: So another big thing to think about in winter is checking your buildings and kind of checking your buildings for a few things. Chief among them being any structural issues, especially in Minnesota, you know, we get a lot of heavy snowfall. And so anything that again is structural that could really put your building under stress if there was a lot of snow. That's one Another one is checking to make sure there's no holes or leaks. And because if you're getting drips in there, that can freeze and be a a slip hazard. It can damage equipment or if it falls on on feed or something. So checking for for leaks and and making sure things are are tight uh, is another important one.
1: That just reminded me of a building I saw one time. It was a dairy barn. And we had had some really high winds uh, over the summer, mm. we started looking at that building a couple months later, right, right before we were going to start to get snow and it had shifted eight to 10 inches. Uh, and oh Wow, it was not good. So uh, catching that kind of thing before you get a bunch of snow on top of that building is you have to. I mean, that's a safety issue for the people in there and for the cows.
0: Absolutely. And, and I do know that over the summer and, and early fall, we did have a lot of farms that had some pretty significant wind damage. So absolutely, if you haven't checked out all of your buildings, uh, make sure that you're doing that now uh, to avoid any issue in the future. In addition to facilities, there's also equipment. So storing your equipment properly, for the winter. and also making sure that the equipment you're going to continue using through winter uh, is ready. you know, So doing just your regular preventative maintenance, changing the fluids, uh, you know, doing all that, checking the electrical, checking the tires, all of those things are really important because as we know, you know, winter is harder on equipment. it's It's harder on engines, all of that. And so making sure that you're ready, Before you have an issue, the first time you try on a really cold day will will really save you a lot of headaches and and be better for the longevity of the equipment as well.
1: So let's say I have quite a few employees or I have kids around. There's got to be a time for education and and specific winter things that I should be sitting down with either my employees or my kids and saying, hey, we're going into winter. These are things that are going to come up more often because it's winter. What should I be talking to my kids or my employees about as we head into winter in terms of safety precautions?
0: Particularly with personal safety, being properly dressed, preventing hypothermia or frostbite, telling people something gets wet, go change. That's a really, really important one. And especially for kids too. And that, hey, if it is a negative 30 wind chill, which is not out of the realm of possibility for Minnesota at least then you can't be outside for longer than a couple minutes, you know, just be outside to move between buildings. Uh, Some, some of those things with personal safety in the cold uh, are really important. And then of course warning them look out for spots that are slippery or icy. If you see one, let somebody know so that we can, you know, yeah, put, put sand or gravel on it or something to alleviate the issue. And then I think, too, this is important for all employees and and kids and anybody who's on your farm and especially actively involved in your farm, letting them know what you've done for winter prep uh, so that they can know what you're doing. That will give them some buy in that if they noticed perhaps something you missed, they'll tell you and you can even ask them like, hey, if you notice something that looks off, let me know. Creating that really positive feedback loop is a really great way to promote a culture of safety. You want everybody involved in safety on your farm. Also saying perhaps after a big storm, lots of wind or heavy snowfall, having your employees help you walk around the farm and, and check the buildings and make sure everything looks okay. Um, Cause that will save you time, which we know is important time again, coming up. And that additional buy-in from employees, you know, like I already said, that's a really important part of it as well.
1: So I don't know how I haven't asked you this question yet, but um, one of the things that we talk about, um, and, and for whatever reason, it comes up with lameness all the time, where you're saying, okay, lameness is, it's everyone's job, right? To notice lame cows, write them down, tell someone what's going on. But when we assign it to everybody, sometimes nothing happens. No one does it. Right. So should you be appointing someone as like the safety officer for the farm or like someone like you're in charge of doing this high level safety stuff and making sure that it gets taken care of? Or is that too much pressure on one person?
0: I don't think it's too much pressure on one person. And I really find that on most farms, there is somebody who is kind of the de facto of that position anyways there is usually somebody who is worried about safety and would probably happily take on you know that task to do that and you know too if it is something where one day they need a little extra time cuz they're walking around or looking at something can you redelegate some of their tasks for the day to to some other people but i think yeah it's it's really important to to have one or two people that are really dedicated to that because you're so right, Joe. I have said it for my entire extension career and even prior. If it's everyone's job, it's no one's job. I think that that's a really important point to raise that. Yeah, absolutely. Safety is everyone's job. And I do firmly believe that. uh, But I also am a realist and know that that's not always going to be the case. And so if you do have, again, you know, one person, maybe two that you have identified and talked to about handling safety and, and looking out for hazards and and doing safety education and that kind of thing. I see that having a lot of positive impact.
1: So there was two things that I thought of, and I think this is, is kind of everybody in the winter, right? Minnesota, and, and we probably don't have to say it, but we should say it. You should have emergency stuff in your vehicle in the winter, <laughs> just in general. If for whatever reason you're stuck in the car without heat for, for a little bit, you know what's up. Like you always have a hat and gloves with you, a jacket, maybe a blanket or a sleeping bag, shovel, those kind of things in your car, a little bit of food. That to me is just Minnesota. You should start getting that stuff ready in general, yeah. whether you're a farmer or not.
0: Yeah, absolutely. And even having some of those items in the tractor, too. Tractors, we use them year-round. and. And I can think on my farm of a lot of cold winter nights uh, where my dad got stuck or, you know, the engine choked out or something because of the cold. And so I think having some of those items in your tractor as well, especially a blanket, you know, making sure that your cell phone is fully charged and wearing it close to your body so it doesn't get too cold. Just some of those things like that, too, because if if you're not prepared, it's going to happen. And if you are prepared, it won't.
1: Our listeners are probably sick of hearing it, but I don't think we can not mention it. Winter, I'm bundled up. I've got a lot of extra loose clothing on. It's time to talk about PTOs.
0: Oh, it's always time to talk about (laughs) PTOs. And I just think of scarves, especially kids in scarves, mittens that are too big, or maybe they have the little mitten clips. Um, Yeah, that is just an entanglement hazard, you know, not just for PTOs, but for anything with, you know, a rotating point or a pinch point on your farm. As as we all know, kids will find them. You might not know they're there, but the kids will find them. So yeah, making sure that things fit properly, especially when thinking about hats and scarves I already mentioned, but a lot of people now wear the gaiters or the buffs. And those work really well because there's no loose ends. It goes just around your face um, and your neck. And like I said, especially wearing gloves or mittens that are too big, because with that, if they do get caught, you might not know right away because it's not crushing your fingers yet. You know, we know that less than a second is all the time you need uh, for something really bad to happen. I think that that uh, is an important thing to keep in mind as well.
1: One of the worst sunburns I've ever had was actually in February and it just happened to be a little bit warmer of a day. It was like 38, 40 degrees, but we spent all day, 12 hours working cattle in the snow, in the sun. And I didn't think about it at all. But at the end of the day, my ears were blistering, my nose was blistering and I was miserable. Maybe something to think about as well.
0: Yes, absolutely. And one of my worst sunburns was also in the winter. I took a trip to Colorado in high school and the day we went skiing, I came back and I mean, my forehead and my cheeks and my nose just burnt. Oh man, it was bad. Uh, So I get it. And yes, that's a really important point, Joe. UV rays still come through in the winter. Uh, Even if it's cloudy, they're still coming through in the winter. So making sure that if you are going to be outside all day, and especially if you aren't overly bundled up, you know, particularly your entire face is exposed, make sure you're wearing sunscreen on your face, on your ears, as Joe mentioned, most people forget that spot, you know, your neck, put some SPF uh, chapstick on your lips, all of those things. It It will save you a world of
1: hurt any other things that you can think about going into winter that we need to be be worried about
0: everything just be worried about everything all the time (laughs) that is the key to safety that's that's how i do my job i just (laughs) Just, worry about everything all the time that's what makes me so good yes you know i always say to people slow down think twice be safe that is my year-round farm safety advice
1: perfect let's wrap it there we'll call it that we've given everybody plenty to think about Comments, Tess. questions, scathing rebuttals go to the room at umn.edu.
0: That's T H E M O O S R O O M at umn.edu.
1: We're on Twitter at umn room and at umn farm safety. We'll catch you guys next week. Thank you for listening.
0: Bye. Bye. Even like when I host an episode, you still kind of end up being host by the end of it, anyways, because <laughs> uh, you just can't fault. help yourself. I can't
1: help it. <laughs> got so many things I want to ask.
0: I know, I know. I'm excited.